Hello my wonderful friends, welcome to Fate FM Drive Time. Welcome to Big Q&A. This is the program where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion and the Bible. And where we look at the world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. I am Nick Rita, the South Australian Regional Coordinator for Faith FM. And if you like to make a comment or have your questions answered, you can text us at 04-888-808-11. Or you can email us at info at faithfm.com.au. Also, you can visit our website, faithfm.com.au. The theme for this week, as we went through, was spiritual challenges for an institutional church. And uh, some of the questions we dealt with were, um, what is biblical spirituality? And we are going to look into that today a bit more. How did Jesus relate to institutional religion? What made Jesus' ministry so spiritual? How do I worship in spirit and truth? And we'll uh, continue today to look a little bit into another question. How do I build biblical spirituality? This is Faith FM Drive Time and your host is Nick Krita. It's good to have David DeLima from Family Voice Australia with us again. David, welcome to the program. Thank you, Nick. It's great to be with you once again. Hey, David, during the week we were uh, talking about uh, spiritual challenges for an institutional church. As a Christian organization, I'm sure Family Voice Australia is very keen to promote biblical spirituality. What is the need of biblical spirituality, David. Well, we are spiritual creatures. We are designed to be in communion with the maker of the universe, Mm -hmm. and we are designed to be vessels of the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit lives within the heart of each believer, and that is something that God would wish for every human being, that we will be spiritual creatures and the vessel of his Holy Spirit. But, of course... God has also given to us wonderfully the Bible, the Old and New Testament, mm-hmm. and very important for us to recognize that he is speaking to us through the scriptures which have come to us throughout the history of the world. And so we, those two work together. The, the Bible is interpreted to us through the Holy Spirit, and instead of any one person you know, just relying on their own spirituality, as it were, it, their, their experiences are tested by the written word. So the two are needed to work together. And uh, I'm pretty sure, David, as you are um, traveling around, uh, you know, from place to place in mm. different churches, mm. I, I believe you came across some people who may say that uh, uh, they are spiritual, mm. but, uh, you know, I'm not sure how uh, much that can link with, with, with their faith. Correct. And uh, now uh, another question here, how can the individual achieve biblical spirituality yes yes well it all goes back to the individual because each of us have to respond and make our own faith experience as we as we receive the word of god some people reject it unfortunately but the individual needs a spirituality and a disciplined study of scripture Mm -hmm. so i used to share a house with a friend many years ago decades ago uh, i won't name the the uh, young fellow He, he one day was was meditating and he had the 
this revelation from God. He came running into me and he said, David, Ephesians chapter 8, Ephesians chapter 8, where's the Bible? See, he'd, he'd have this revelation to read Ephesians chapter 8. I, I said, Chris, that's not his real name, Chris, there is no Ephesians chapter 8. So he, straight away his revelation was tested in, rela- in relation to the written word and it was found to be faulty. So it wasn't God speaking to him at all. Right. It was just his own voice. So that's just one little example of how we need to test our spiritual experiences with the written word. Otherwise, it's so easy to be misled. Mm, that's so true. And how can families develop biblical spirituality? David? Yes, yes. Again, by focusing on prayer to God that His Holy Spirit will lead the family and secondly by having family Bible readings. Mm. So when children are young, this is especially doable around the breakfast table, I think. And it gets a bit harder when kids get a bit older but uh, when when people are sitting down to eat, you've got a captive audience so the food works really well with both uh, the study of Scripture and, uh, of course, opening, opening the meal in prayer. So uh, families used to have what we used to call family reading, mm-hmm. where the father of the house would read the scriptures around the breakfast table, give some application, and then pray over the food and pray for the family. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't have to be a long exercise. It doesn't need to take long. But it's a discipline that we need in our families, especially when we have young children, to both pray so that the Holy Spirit will lead and then to anchor that experience in the Bible reading around the breakfast table. Mm. And I believe as, you know, we, we talk so many other times about uh, Family Voice Australia and you are supporting this uh, bond, you know, I mean, the, what God created yes. as family, not as we believe that can work better than God uh, planned for us mm. from the mm. beginning. Yes. Also, uh, another question which I would like to throw to you yes. uh, now, David, is uh, about this. What about biblical spirituality and managing the community mm. and the nation. Yes, absolutely critical. Uh, blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and when we turn away from God, we're inviting his curse. So we absolutely need that spirituality. Remarkably, Nick, our parliaments all begin each day with Christian prayer, which is a wonderful thing. Mm. Uh, how much worse things would be if they didn't do that, I, I can't begin to fathom. But unfortunately, our parliamentarians are departing from the written word of God, even though sometimes scripture is found in the very buildings in which they operate. So you've got uh, Christian scripture, for example, in the Parliament of Queensland, where a window says, unless the Lord build the house there that labor labor in vain. Mm -hmm. And in the Parliament of Victoria, on the vestibule as you go in there, uh, wonderful words from the book of Proverbs, uh, chapter 11, uh, which speak about the wisdom being in the abundance of counsellors. And in the Parliament in Westminster, you've got that same reference that you have in the Queensland Parliament. Uh, unless the Lord build the house, they that labour, they that labour in vain, uh, that build it. Mm. So, uh, un- in Victoria, would you believe there's a law that's coming through at the moment which will make it illegal to pray for people who are struggling with their sexuality? Wow! It's all, it almost beggars belief. So that's how that's how far it's gone. Even though they begin each day with prayer, and even though they've got the scriptures written into the very floor of their building, mm. that in the multitude of counsellors is wisdom. Yeah. In South Australia, uh, the Parliament begins with prayer, but the anyone wanting to go to an abortion clinic uh, to pray outside there is at risk of running 
foul of the law. Mm. So we desperately need to to re-Christianize the parliament, if I can use that phrase, by praying for it and making sure that we elect godly individuals who will lead the community, who will reverence scripture and recognize it as the central text of Western civilization, which is what it is. That's our foundation. Uh, and to take seriously the prayer that they offer each day, that God's kingdom would come and his will would be done. So... I do encourage the listeners to pray for our parliamentarians as the first step and then to consider connecting more closely with them to share the wisdom and word of God with them. Thank you very much for that, David. Uh, much appreciated uh, your input for uh, today. Before I'm going to take a short break uh, today, just to remind our listeners that uh, we are going to look into how do I build a biblical spirituality in, uh, in my life. Mm. Stay with us. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back shortly. Give me the Bible, star of gladness gleaming. To cheer the wonder, alone and tempest-tossed No storm can hide that peaceful radiance beaming Since Jesus came to seek and save the lost Give me the Bible, holy message shining Thy light shall guide me in the narrow Precept and promise, law and love combining, till night shall vanish in eternal day. Give me the Bible when my heart is broken, when sin and grief have filled my soul with fear. Precious words by Jesus spoken Hold up faith's lamp to show my Savior dear Give me the Bible, holy message shining Thy light shall guide me in the narrow way Precept and promise, law and love shall vanish in eternal day. Yeah. 
eternal day in eternal day Welcome back you are listening to Faith FM Drive Time Big Q&A with Nick Krita and our co-host today is uh, Dr. Kevin Muserira and Dr. Kevin works in the uh, emergency department. Kevin, is that uh, correct how I pronounced your name? Yes, you got that right, Nick. All right. <laughs> and Kevin, just uh, before we moving it to our um, topic, we have you on the radio some while ago, uh, I believe. That's But great. just for our listeners, again, a little bit of your background. Where are you from? Uh, what you're doing here in Australia? Just a couple of words. All right. I am originally from Zimbabwe, came here to Australia to work and uh, to participate in the spiritual life of the local church. Those are the two main <laughs> things that brought me to Australia. Beautiful. And, yes, and I obviously I currently work as an emergency doctor. That's my daytime job. I believe that's uh, pretty demanding and uh, you know uh, particularly with this situation we are in uh, uh, you know all the medical fields are you know a bit on their toes to that's, say so that's correct and uh, but it's uh, so nice to be able to come with us to take a bit of your time you know from very busy schedule and come with us and share with us because we have a very interesting topic the whole week we talked about uh, uh, spiritual challenges for an institutional church and um, Kevin uh, can I ask um, you again what is biblical spirituality we dealt with this uh, at the beginning of the week just share with us a little bit uh, your understanding about biblical spirituality sure um, Nick when I was pondering uh, this question earlier on and uh, Uh, realize that there is many ways of looking at this uh, subject and uh, i think each each way of looking at it brings in uh, a new emphasis a new insight a new revelation which will enrich our overall understanding of what biblical spirituality is and as i was thinking about this i thought about the uh, young lawyer who came to the lord jesus and and said to him uh, which is the great commandment in the law this is in, in matthew's gospel And the Lord um, replied, "You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment. And a second is like it: You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend all the law and the prophets." Now, what I saw in in uh, uh, the Lord's uh, answer to the young lawyer was that. Um, The greatest commandment that God has given us is to focus on God himself. A life that is uh, centered on God, that's centered on the spirit of God, that's centered on the invisible qualities of God, that is biblical spirituality. Mm. And I think, you know, especially if you start um, considering uh, all the other definitions of spirituality outside the Bible, of course, um, there's a tendency of, you know, Uh, focusing on yourself but here we see the lord saying true spirituality is focusing on god away from ourselves and focusing on god building a life a world perspective an understanding that begins with god right in the middle 
Beautiful. I mean, and that's what we we talked about uh, early in the week, um, as I mentioned with uh, Joseph. And uh, there are lots of um, questions uh, there, and people can ask, you know, uh, people even may say, uh, Kevin, uh, I'm spiritual, but not religious. You've heard it uh, maybe even said before, but what this actually mean, you know, to be spiritual, but not religious, because I believe uh, when you talk about spirituality, it's very much intertwined with a belief religion. Mm. If I could ask you uh, uh, the, the question for today, how do I build the biblical spirituality in my life? Mm. Well, I think that um, that's a very interesting question. I think to, to begin with, I think is to have this basic foundation that God is at the center of my life. Mm-hmm. And that basic foundation and understanding has a lot of implications as to how I live. It has a lot of implications as to what my values are. And um, it's on that basis that we're able to come up with things that foster a life that is centered around God. And I might want to just go back just a couple of steps before that and just say, you know, um, the issue of turning our lives around to focus on God is really fundamental. Mm-hmm. Uh, very often, um, if we look at Eden, in the Garden of Eden, for example, we find that our first parents, Adam and Eve, they had a choice. Yes. God gave them a choice. He said to them, here is the, the tree of life, which you're free to eat of. But here's a tree of good and evil, of the knowledge of good and evil, which you must not eat. Mm. And we we notice that when um, Eve looked at this tree, she was enticed by it. It seemed to give her a sense of independence from God. Yes. It gave them an opportunity to live an alternative life that did not have God at the center. And that was the fundamental sin, a distrust in God and a quest for independence. Spirituality, biblical spirituality, says no to that impulse. Mm-hmm. It says God remains the center of my life, and I will relate to God in a dependent, trusting way and eat of the tree of life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that is an intimate, trusting, subordinate, loving relationship with God the Father. And that is the essence of true Biblical spirituality, the choice to turn away from independence and to turn towards God in a loving, obedient relationship. All right. That's, uh, that's pretty interesting what you just said there, because uh, apart from God, you can have your own uh, opinion, desires. Um, you can form your own uh, spirituality and believe in, in that. And there are uh, many people, as I just said a bit earlier, that said, oh, I'm spiritual, but no religious, you know. Uh, I mentioned uh, during the program early in the week that um, many people even say, I'm not denominational, mm. which means uh, you, you, want, you try to avoid, you know, some of the teachings, you know, and doctrines. Now, God has doctrines and teachings, and even, Absolutely. Th- even though God put the, uh, in front of us uh, the freedom of choice, that doesn't mean that God uh, um, gave us that, uh, how to say, uh, encouraged us to go on our own ways mm. and uh, do our own thing. That's God good. was still expecting to have that relationship. That's right. 
that biblical spirituality means me and God. That's correct. God and me. Yes. Uh, what else do you you like to share with us uh, in this regard, Kevin? Well, I think that uh, 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 another very important aspect of uh, biblical spirituality is that it has its origin in God. In fact, the power of a biblical biblically spiritual life is uh, derived from the presence and power of the spirit in the individual. Mm-hmm. So it is something that uh, has its origin in God, is empowered by God and is directed by God. And our role in that relationship is a response to the presence of God in our lives. Okay. Um I'm just thinking uh, right here uh, if I should take a short break and then uh, we'll come back. Let's listen to a living prayer by Alison Kraus and we'll be back shortly. Stay with us. This is Faith FM Drive Time Big Q&A.
welcome back. You are listening to Fate FM uh, Drive Time BQ&A with Nick Rita and our co-host today is uh, Dr. Uh, Kevin uh, Musarira. And uh, we are talking about uh, how do I build uh, biblical spirituality. Uh, now, Kevin, how we begin the life of biblical spirituality? Oh, very good question, um, Nick. Um, as I said um, earlier on, in this uh, life of spirituality begins with God at the center. And we read um, a very interesting story in the, the Gospel of John, chapter 3, verses 1 to 7. And I'll quickly read it uh, so we can have the context. Now, there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you're a teacher come from God. For no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Jesus answered him, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless you are born of water and the Spirit, you cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I say to you, you must be born again. So we see here um, Jesus' answer or his explanation to Nicodemus is that to enter the kingdom of God or to enter into true spirituality, one needs to be born of God. In other words, there is a God comes into one's life and regenerates you and you become a new person. Mm. And it is by that process, God infuses a new spiritual power and a new spiritual life into you, into you that enables you to actually begin this life of spirituality. All right. It's not something that uh, is of ourselves. It is something that comes from God. So when we are able to receive it or believe in God, bring God into the center of our lives, He responds by give, imparting His very life into our lives. All right, beautiful. And uh, Kevin, uh, how do we grow or cultivate biblical spirituality? Well, I think um, that there are many ways in which um, one can cultivate our spirit, biblical spirituality. And I think when we say those words, what we're really saying is, how do we cultivate our relationship with God? Biblical spirituality is about a relationship with God and how we can relate to others. Because remember, as we spoke earlier on, that Jesus said that there too, the greatest commandment is to love God with all that you are mm -hmm. and to love your, your fellow man. Yes. Uh, so there are two aspects. So, so you can't uh, separate the two. God wants us to love him, but he also wants to love our fellow man. And um, the means by which we cultivate this is firstly, obviously, to cultivate our relationship with God himself. How do we do that? One way, and a very critical way of doing that, is to cultivate a relationship with God's word. Mm. Because um, God communicates his personality, his character, um, and his uh, power through the written word that is the Bible. So it is um, uh, very important to be able to, to learn scripture, to read scripture, to study scripture, to pray scripture, 
and basically in, infuse your life with God's word is a very important way in which we uh, develop our spirituality. That's that's great, um, uh, Kevin. And uh, as you just mentioned, that we need to uh, begin uh, first of all to be familiar with the Word of God, mm-hmm. uh, because as I mentioned earlier, uh, you can say, "Oh, yeah, I'm spiritual," and you can form yourself a form of spirituality. But if you really want to uh, follow God, to understand, um, to have a relationship with God, you need to be acquainted. With the, with the word of God, with His written word, Absolutely. and I think I thought that was really important what you what you just said there. In fact, another another scripture which uh, sort of uh, um, uh, um, strengthens that point is Second uh, Timothy chapter three verses sixteen to seventeen, where Paul writes, "All Scripture, that is the Bible, yep. is breathed out by God, and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training." In righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. So, uh, the Word of God um, educates us, mm. uh, 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 enlightens our understanding, reveals who God is, and it is through that process, through the uh, the incoming of God's Word, that we are transformed and are elevated in our biblical spirituality. Yes, yes. And I like that, um, you know, what you just said, because uh, it's important to look at the Word of God, as it says in that passage in Second Timothy, mm. that the whole Scripture, mm. you know, some people, they took just portions of the Bible, of the Scriptures, which fits them better right. rather than look at the, the whole uh, Bible. And I always like to, even for our listener, um, you know, easy to remember that thing. You know, Second Timothy 3.16, if you think of John 3.16, right. which is the very well-known passage in the Bible, which again says that God loved the world the whole world, mm. he was not picking on a, just a group of people, you know, he was, not, he was not selective. Why are we selective when we want to have a stronger relationship with God, a good connection with God? Why don't we allow God to reveal himself in the fullness through, mm. the, through the whole passage of the Bible? Well, we're moving, uh, moving on and still uh, looking at this, uh, this uh, question, uh, how do I build biblical spirituality? Now, uh, is anything else there, uh, um, Kevin, which we like yeah. to just uh, share as, uh, as we keep going into this? Yes, absolutely. So we've talked about um, you know, uh, cultivating a relationship with God, uh, and that is primarily done through the Word of God. It also, it's also done in community. That's an important um, uh, aspect of building our relationship with God and with others. I think um, it is true, of course, that one must have an individual relationship with God. Mm-hmm. But the way God has designed it is that we do this in community. It's not to be done in isolation by yourself on a mountain, by yourself doing your own thing. But we do it through uh, and together with others. Uh, the reason being, God is a father. He's yes. a father of a family. And he, he brings his children together so that we can have this family relationships together. And sometimes you need help from me and sometimes I need help from you. And God often uses other people 
to minister his grace, his strength, his encouragement, his peace, etc., as part of a family. Mm-hmm. So we need to cultivate a relationship with God and we need to cultivate a relationship with others okay. as part of the process of building our spirituality. That's beautiful. And uh, just uh, one um, quote here I like to, to bring out. The spiritual people won't be self-focused, but will have an active faith. They will be uh, seen doing more than praying. They will be in tune with people around them and accept people as they are without being in judgmental. Um, they'll have uh, a social consciousness and a passion for people and for helping others. It's so easy, you know, to say sometimes, oh, I'm praying for you. Mm. You know, I'm feeling with you. And uh, I remember, um, you know, uh, one of the preachers, you know, saying that, no, you don't. You don't, you don't know how I feel. When you say I feel with you, you know, you, it can be words. Mm. It can be sometimes words. And there will be, uh, you know, a blessing to those with uh, whom they come in contact. They will be active in their uh, church. That's, you know, spiritual people are uh, not just home, mm. living their uh, life in a bubble. Yeah. Uh, they will be active at church. Spiritual people are uh, practical in their faith and uh, um, in, in everything what they do. Uh, now, just moving a little bit further, um, Kevin, what are some other hints and descriptions of um, uh, building the biblical spirituality. And the other important uh, piece to the puzzle is worship. Mm. Uh, this is really part of our acknowledging the centrality of God in our lives. So a life that's filled with worshiping God, uh, both in one's personal devotional life, as well as in a community of believers coming together and worshiping and acknowledging the centrality of God in the whole universe and in everything is an important part of building our spirituality. And it really is a, um, a, uh, an acknowledgement of who God is mm-hmm. uh, and uh, giving him thanks and, um, and, and uh, giving him praise uh, uh, for who he is in our lives together as individuals and as a community. So worship mm. is, is an important part of our spirituality. The other um, uh, important piece to this is prayer. All right. Uh, you know, um, prayer is a very important way in which we build our relationship with God because we acknowledge our dependence on him and it's an opportunity for us to give thanks to him when he answers our prayer. And it's an opportunity for God to speak to us because quite often people see prayer as a one-way traffic of communication. It's actually yeah. a two-way communication where we speak to God and God is given the opportunity to speak back to us. And it is in that intimacy of prayer that God deepens our relationship with him. All right. All right. That's, uh, that's very good. And um, uh, Eugene Peterson says the Bible is a great gift to offer the world in all matters of spirituality. Mm. And I, I really like that one. Mm. Time is going quite uh, fast uh, today, but uh, just a few more, few more things to, to look into here, um, uh, Kevin. Now, we are um, awaiting for Jesus Christ to come. Mm. We are called 
Adventists. Now, that's the, the word Advent means awaiting for the second coming of Jesus Christ. Mm. Now, are we going to just wait passively? Or uh, do we have something to do in this uh, time while we are waiting for, for that great event of the coming of Jesus Christ? Because, uh, you know, we can find ourselves uh, preoccupied with all sorts of things and um, still demand the, the thing that, uh, yeah, we are Adventists or awaiting mm. Christians for mm. the second coming of Jesus Christ. Mm. Yet, share with me a little bit, uh, how yeah. should we wait? Yeah, I think we should wait expectantly but actively. Mm-hmm. I think it's the best way to answer that, that God has given us a, uh, an agenda and his agenda is that every creature that we should preach the gospel to the whole world so that God has an opportunity to bring as many people to know him and into salvation. So we, we, although we are waiting, but we have a job to do. Yes. Uh, and so we sort of live in this tension of living in the present, but awaiting for a future uh, great event. Mm. So we are busy while we wait. It's and and <laughs> can you share with us... Uh, what sort of things uh, we should do, you know, uh, while we are waiting? Because um, our listener may may ask, uh, okay, yes, but what to do? I mean, uh, uh, there are so many things to do, but do you have some sort of direction? Or uh, does God expect us to live in a certain way in this uh, period of time? Well, I think, I think that if we, you know, for me, p- speaking personally, mm-hmm. knowing that the Lord Jesus is coming back, uh, reminds me that my life must be in tune with what God requires in my life. Mm. I, I can't just go away and uh, be ill-disciplined, but I must discipline my life knowing that I need to, to give account for how I live my life. And I think that's a, a clear teaching in the Bible, that we need to live lives knowing that we need to give to give account for it. Of course, we've got responsibilities for our fellow believers and the world in general, to feed the poor, to, to, to visit the people in prison, to take care of it. In fact, to be our brother or sister's keeper. That is an important uh, role that we need to be doing while we await for the soon return of our Lord Jesus Christ. Mm, mm. And uh, you pointed out a bit earlier how important it is uh, uh, to, to consider this relationship with God, but with others. Or with others and with God. Because you know how God said uh, in the Bible that how can you say that you have God when you hate your neighbor? That's right. You know, uh, you have to be, I mean, to not to be hypocritical here. Mm. I was going to say just a couple of things here about uh, relationships. Biblical spirituality is bound up in our relationship with God. Christianity itself is about relationships with God as the majestic creator, Lord of the universe. We know him also as the father. And here it's very important, you know, talking about relationship. It's a relational term here already. His son, another relational term, who lived, died, and rose from the grave, so we might have hope and life. He gave believers the right to be called children of of God. And uh, that's what I refer to John uh, chapter 1 verse 12. Mm. We are siblings to the Savior. We are family. Love 
strengthens the family of God. Love spreads out from the family of God because, yes, Cain, Cain said, I'm the keeper of my brother. Mm-hmm. You know, a very interesting uh, question. Therefore, both good deeds and good news need to be shared. We are responsible for each other. Uh, with the building relationship, closed relationship, and form discipleship, because uh, Jesus is our master, and we need to learn from the master and put in practice all, uh, all those, those things. All right. Uh, what else? Uh, I, I mean, just want to to um, uh, stay probably just for a minute or two about uh, present future living. Are you able to just share a little bit uh, with us? Because we touched on that, how to, you know, while we were waiting for the second coming of Jesus. That's right. But uh, I just wanted to, to see if you have any other thoughts in regard to how we can uh, we can live these moments, particularly in the context the world is uh, today, where there are lots of fear. I mean, you're a doctor, uh, mm-hmm. Kevin, and you see a lots of uh, uh, cases, you know, uh, particularly in the emergency department. Um, what would you like to say in this regard? Where is this world heading? Well, I think the, the answer there is that, you know, um, there is uh, a, a, a a spiritual reality there which mm. is revealed in God's word. And we need to live conscious of those realities. And as you've mentioned already, the soon coming of our Lord Jesus Christ is a very big reality that colors everything that we do. I mean, if um, it would be really not very clever to live a life uh, and ignore such a big event that's going to affect uh, you know, all the generations of mankind that have ever lived and uh, pretend as if it's not going to happen. So, you know, when you know that, you you gain wisdom as to how to live your life because uh, the day that the Lord is coming back is soon and we need to be ready uh, to welcome him back. Mm. Mm. Uh, if I mention one aspect, uh, Kevin, in regard to time, for example. Mm. Now, um, an Adventist and somebody who's awaiting for the second coming of Jesus Christ should be at an advantage here because of the um, uh, rest, you know, of, of the Sabbath, for example, a 24-hour rest. Um, and time is very important to organize uh, your time. Mm-hmm. You know, in the Bible it says to give uh, 10% of your income, but uh, also God is asking us to give one in seven, mm. you know, to, to God and to rest because Sabbath is something interesting. It's not just because want, God wants us to keep the Sabbath. God wants that connection, that uh, relationship. And he gave us this gift that we can experience that closer relationship with, with God. That's right. What, what would you like to say in yeah, this regard? No, that, that is a, a very important uh, thing because it really um, allows us to carve out a time in our schedule to be able to set aside everything and focus on God who is our creator. And uh, in that time, we're able to re, uh, replenish ourselves as God ministers to us and as we minister to him. 
it's a really Im- uh, incredible gift that God has given us, which we should we should take uh, full advantage of. Mm-hmm. All right. Hey, we'll take another short break here, and I'm going to play a song for you, Battle Hymn of the Republic. Stay with us, and we'll be back shortly. Mine eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. He is trampling out the vintage where the grapes of wrath are stored. He hath loosed the fateful lightning of his terrible swift sword. His truth is marching on. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Glory, glory, hallelujah. His truth is marching on. In the beauty of the lilies, Christ was born across the sea. With the glory in His bosom that transfigures you and me. As He died to make men holy, let us live to make men free. While God is marching on, glory, glory, hallelujah, glory, glory, hallelujah, glory, glory, hallelujah, His truth is marching on, His truth is marching on. Ah, what was that song called? It's easy to find out. Download the free Faith FM app for your smartphone or tablet to see our full daily schedule of programs and music. Welcome back. You are listening to Faith FM Drive Time BQ&A with Nick Rita and our co-host today is uh, uh, Dr. Kevin Musarira. And we are talking about how do I build a biblical spirituality is after we looked into the uh, quite few um, questions during the, the week. What is biblical spirituality and uh, how did Jesus relate it to institutional religion? Uh, what made Jesus ministry so spiritual and uh, how do I worship in spirit and truth? These were the programs which we looked at. If you like to uh, go back and listen to this, you just need to download an uh, Faith FM app and uh, you can check on demand uh, the programs you like to listen listen back. But Kevin, just in a couple of minutes before we closing today, uh, I, I believe this is quite important uh, to understand and to to know how to build 
um, a biblical spirituality and you share with us a um, couple of things there uh, um, you gave the example of Nicodemus and uh, um, you know he was interested to to have a change in in his life even though was probably even um, ashamed to come to Jesus during the day and he come in the night time you know he was a teacher in Israel I would say in uh, intellectual intelligent man mm. uh, but this come down to earth for each one of us how can we experience that closer relationship with God a biblical spirituality just in a couple of words if you like to conclude and I may ask you after that just to pray for us Yes, I think that, uh, you know, coming back to that story of Nicodemus, it's really an important foundation truth. And that is that uh, for a person to experience true spirituality, one needs to come to God in repentance and to ask Jesus to be their Lord and Savior. And once you have that situation, that uh, posture towards God, you're in a place where God is able to come into your life, give you a new life, and that is the beginning of your spiritual journey. And that is something that I would uh, love to just encourage anybody out there who might be wondering what they need to do. Come to Jesus and he will give you that new life. Would you like to pray, uh, Kevin, as we conclude? Thank you, Lord Jesus, for this opportunity to just uh, talk about how we can develop our deep and intimate relationship with you. We ask you to fill us with your Holy Spirit. Strengthen us, Lord, in this journey as we await your soon return. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Hey, um, just uh, uh, before we we go today, I would like to give you a gift. Now, um, uh, we talked about during the week about different books, but today I'd like to offer this book, Advent. This book uh, has 31 chapters, and if you start uh, uh, in time, uh, maybe from now, if you give us a message, send us a text, you can have the book uh, as soon as possible and start to read this. It's about the birth of Jesus, and um, it will have those 31 chapters. You can read one chapter a day. And uh, by the end of the year, you'll uh, you'll go through this um, this uh, book. It's uh, fresh from the press, uh, from Nathan Brown, and um, hearing the good news in the story of Jesus' birth. You can send us an SMS on zero four triple eight eight zero eight double one. Or email us, info at faithfm.com.au. Visit our website, uh, also faithfm.com.au. It looks like our time is uh, gone for uh, for today. Uh, I would like to thank you for joining uh, Nick Rita and uh, Dr. Kevin uh, Musarira for uh, Drive Time, big Q&A. Please uh, join us uh, next time when we are going to ask uh, a very important question. Why only one God? If you'd like to have uh, your questions answered, please don't hesitate to contact us. And uh, if you'd like to talk uh, to, to us as, uh, as uh, presenters here on Faith FM, also I'll give you my phone number. I used to give you this number before. It's 0401 Or you can email me at ionkrita.yahoo.com. That's 
I-O-N-C-R-E-T-A at yahoo.com Really looking forward to see you again, but until then, please remember, Christ said, I am leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give isn't like the peace the world gives. So don't be troubled or afraid. You can find this in John chapter 14, verse 27. May God richly bless you. And I'm leaving you with a beautiful song, God on the Mountain. Now it's down in the valley